This is Live from the Convent, and today we're telling the story of a possessed iron, an ordinary household item that was possessed by the spirit who followed a woman from age to age in all of the forms that she took. Oh, you wouldn't believe how charming this iron was. I mean, I'm just a woman, and it was just an iron. It should have just done its thing, like. If I'd have known then what I know now, oh, the malice in it. My name is Mary Blaney, and I'm a stay-at-home wife, and we almost lost the whole thing. The whole house, the marriage nearly broke down just because of an iron. And it's funny when I think back on it now, because I'd gone into the supermarket. I had been one of the first ones there that morning. And uh, the lad who's always there, he does the early shift. And he said to me, Mary, you wouldn't believe what's happened. You wouldn't believe what's happened. And I was like, what? And he said... Two of the members of staff, gone, dropped dead. I couldn't believe it. And I said, what happened? And he said, well, they were over by the household items area. And would you believe it? But one of the irons, the box, fell down on top of their head. Gone. Knocked him out cold. And the funny thing was, I'd gone there that day to buy an iron. We needed a new one. And to be honest, I was a bit apprehensive going over to the section after what he told me. But I thought, Mary, you're being ridiculous. Like, pick up the iron, pick up the few messages and groceries and things you have to do. And cop on. So I did. That's what I did. Put it all into the trolley. Took it out to the car. Went back to the house. Grand. And then when I'd went home, I realized I never asked the lad in the supermarket how the other one had died. He told me how one had died with the box, the iron box that fell on his head but not the other one. And I thought, no to self, right, I'll ask him that the next time. And then I laid the shopping on the floor and I was doing a few things in the kitchen, making myself a cup of tea, was having a bit of coffee cake, which is what I always do when I come back from the supermarket. And I noticed, I couldn't believe it, the cat and the dog, they were hissing, hissing at one of the bags. And I thought, calm down, lads. What's the problem? What's the problem like? Calm down. So anyway, they went off and they did their thing. I let them out, play in the sun, did them the world of good. They must have forgotten about it. Anyway, came to later on that day. Took the iron out of the box, plugged it in, 
the light went on, grand, it was working, no problem. When Mary told me her story, you know, she said that the iron that she chose, it was at the front of all of the other products and shining, so it was. Like, it was really trying to stick out from all of the other products on the shelf. I thought that was something that was definitely, you know, sticking out, you know, needed to be investigated. It was basically saying, pick me up, Mary. Now, I have different uses for irons, and I will get to that later. And what I do for a living is I run a company called Gilly Gooley, and my name is Robbie. And I came up with this amazing uh, new career for the iron after, you know, what it did came out. And it was either that the iron served time in prison or... I repurpose it, and that's exactly what I did. Fell off the shelf, knocked the cleaner out cold who was doing her 6 a.m. shift, and then one of the bread boys, both of them, gone. Well, I couldn't believe it. I said, are you serious? He said, I'm serious. I'm serious, Mary, because I needed to get a new iron. The other one was finished. Oh, it was finished. We put that one through 10 years of hard work. I picked it up and I said to him, was this one? Was this iron? And he said, how am I supposed to know, Mary? Pick it up anywhere. Buy it. And see what happens. If you have any problems, come back here and we'll exchange it for you. Okay? I said, Grant, no problem. That's exactly what I'll do. You wouldn't believe the talk out of this iron. No word of a lie. He could have talked Claudia Schiffer out of her knickers. Oh, he was so charming. It wasn't so much the look about him. It was just the way. Oh, it was just the way of him. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? He came into our lives and he was ready to take over. He was ready to take that steering wheel. Do you know what I mean? I mean, there's some men I've seen and I've said to my friends, I've said, oh, I'd die for him. Ah, he's a ride. He's beautiful. Oh, what I wouldn't do to keep him. And this iron, even though he didn't have the bits and the bobs that you need to get along, He had it. There's no other way I can put it, but he had it. And he had it in bags, so he did. I mean, I was just a woman, and it was just an iron. But, oh, the connection we had. 
But if I'd known then, what I know now. What I do for a living is I come in and I repurpose possessed items. And this iron was definitely one of those items. And I needed to know the background. I needed to know everything about it. And I went to that supermarket where the tragedy had happened. And I really went about asking and investigating it thoroughly. And what happened was this very determined iron had made its way to the front of the shelf and it was really trying to get bought. And it was really playful and really, well, murderous. And that was only the beginning of its voyage, you know, killing killing those members of staff. And I guess there was no other iron that was going to be chosen by that woman that day. Somehow the universe had communicated that this woman – you know, whatever lived in that woman, the spirit, was going to come and buy an iron. And he made his damnedest that he was going to be there and that he was going to be picked. And somehow he made the box that he was in so shiny that she just could not say no. Do you think maybe that the spirit had been in another item in her house that she had thrown out recently and it somehow had to find its way back into the house through another object? Do you think something like that happened? That very well could have been the case. I know one thing for sure, he was definitely getting back into that house and it didn't really matter what it took but he was going to get in. He started getting really friendly with my daughter. And she had just turned uh, 21 a couple of weeks beforehand. And myself and my husband, we'd taken a couple of days away, left her with the house so she could have a party and do all that kind of stuff, you know, that you want to do at that age give her a bit of space and oh I'm weak thinking about it now oh weak but she came down one morning and a bit worse for wear she'd been drinking a bit you know and she saw the iron ironing board was out and the light was on, the iron, but it wasn't plugged in, like. So there was definitely something a bit suspect about it. And the iron started saying to her in its very, you know, unique, charming way. And again, you really have to meet him to understand what a charmer he was. What a charmer. And he started saying things to her like, oh, you've lovely skin. You know that? You've really lovely skin. But you know, you've just turned 21 now. 
and you realize that it's only downhill from here and I can see a couple of wrinkles already. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? And he continued and he was like, well, you know that I can take wrinkles out of clothes. Who's to say I can't do that to your face? Who's to say I can't do that to your face? Would you like me to? Have you looked in the mirror yet this morning? Because you have what I can only describe as a gouge under your eye. Yeah. Well, I could look after that for you if only you'd let me. And she was so hungover. Oh, she was in bits. She was in bits, so she was. And someone saying something like that to her now, it got to her. And she actually, she went ahead with it. And she's been in hospital ever since. Imagine, imagine an iron being so charming that it could convince you to put it against your face near where your eyes are. Are you actually serious? Do you know what I mean? Like Now, the problem with Mary and her family is that they couldn't just send the iron to jail for what it had done. So they needed to be something else, and that's where I came in. They did their research and they contacted me. And I went into the kitchen where the iron was on the ironing board and I pitched it, essentially. I pitched it and I had to pitch it more than once. This iron is incredibly savvy. It knows a lot about business. It's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. And anything that I think I know about business and what I've read about business, this iron knows 600-fold. So it was a tough convo, but by the end of it, It was agreed that instead of the iron going to prison because that wouldn't really have any effect on the iron, the iron doesn't feel torture like the way a human being would because the iron spirit lives on from object to object and prison would really just be another holiday, another experience, although it would have been torturous that it wouldn't have been able to be around Mary's spirit but it still would have made something from it. And I guess that iron has a lot of patience because it's travelled through years and years without Mary and with Mary. So I guess it's something that it would have been willing to go through no matter how long the sentence. And I think that this is a better option. It's a better destiny for the iron for now And it really does give it a fresh purpose. But unfortunately for Mary's daughter, she still is in the hospital and there are, you know, bandages all over her face, which is really unfortunate. I really feel for them. Isn't it amazing how the iron has followed you from one life to another? I can't figure it out. 
to be honest. But I must look like a queen. Or I must look like something pure sweet. In my first life. Because why else? Why else? Would you follow someone for that long? Ah, oh, my head is wrecked just thinking about it. I could have been a gurrier in the gutter counting pennies and he still would have followed me. He would have found a way to get into one of the pennies. Oh, I must have been a looker. I mean, an absolute looker. Was there ever any incident between the iron and your husband? You mentioned something just before we started recording. Um, would you mind elaborating on, on that incident? Oh, yeah. There was one night. Oh, it was very bad. I mean, the iron actually squared up to him. And the funny thing was, he came down to the kitchen because he wanted a drink of water. And he saw me and I was asleep. I don't remember this at all now. This is what he was telling me the next day. But I had my head like resting on my arms on the kitchen table. And he came in and he saw the iron behind me and the light was on it. But here's the thing. It wasn't plugged in. So is that scary or what? Like that freaked me out when he told me that the next day. Thank God I was asleep for it. Thank God I was out. But anyway, my husband noticed when he was coming in through the kitchen, the iron was actually starting something with the kettle. See, now you wouldn't think it, but the kettle is the centerpiece of every Irish household. Everyone likes cups of tea, if not a cup of tea, a cup of coffee. And the iron was getting pure thick with the kettle, pure thick. And, you know, kind of slagging him and threatening him and the whole lot. Like he was going to finish that kettle. And to be honest, I don't really like anyone threatening my kettle like that. And anyway, my husband walked in in the middle of all of this and the iron just turned so nasty, so nasty. And what happened afterwards was like nothing immediate happened that night, but my husband ended up losing his job because I'd be ironing his shirts and then he'd be going off to work. But they weren't actually ironed. They would look ironed until he got to work. And whatever the iron did, I don't know how he did it. Magic. Well, listen, if it's possessed, I'm sure he can practice some kind of magic. Like, do you know what I mean? And he'd go into work and it must have been about two weeks in to having this iron. And my husband's boss was like, oh, listen. Listen, sit down, sit down, will ya? And he sat down and he said, Look, your shirts, I can't look at them anymore, man. 
I'm really sorry, but I'm going to have to let you go, okay? And from that moment that my husband got fired, oh my God, he was like Rambo. You know, it was his one thing. He was determined to finish that iron, be finished with it. If it wasn't for me coming in when I did with a business deal, I don't know where the family would be. The Iron luckily has good business acumen and we really saw eye to eye. I think I saved this family's life because he wasn't scared about doing time in prison. People just think of an iron for clothes and nothing beyond that, but I broke through the brain barrier with my invention. Not that it was a new invention. It was the repurposing of an iron, and I've always been really good at that. I once used bags of rice for a bed. Bags and bags of rice. He was so charming. Like a Ted Bundy. No word of a lie. The problem is... I know he's gone now, but if he came back, he knocked on the window there, the back of the house, oh, I'd leave with him. I'd leave with him. And that's the danger with him. And I look at the normal new iron, which my husband had to vet and talk to, and we had to have it there as a tester for a few nights, oh, and it's grand, it's not possessed. And I resent it. I resent it. It's just an iron. It's nothing more than just an iron. I don't have the heart to buy clothes that get wrinkly anymore. And I look at my husband's face and I want to spit at it. Well, I took over the iron after he did that horrible, horrible thing that we don't like to talk about anymore. I tut when I think about it. He's very clever, but very evil. Imagine he persuaded the daughter of the family that she had bad skin, that she was wrinkly at 21, and then he proceeded to persuade her that irons can be used on skin to get rid of lines just like on Clyde's. Now, the daughter of that family was usually a very clever girl, but it was just the sheer charm of him. Something that we use in, in the adverts that we do, both the daughter and mother were head over heels for him. They would have defended him at the expense of their own morality. She's still in the hospital after what happened. She was only 21. 21. Only about one wrinkle on her face. And vanity got the best of her in the end. I always say with the good looking, their one main problem is that they only wish to be more good looking. Oh, that iron would flash you all right. He'd take the one half truth you think about yourself and blow through your ear until your head was as big as a zeppelin. Do you know what I mean?
So do you want to tell us about how you repurposed the iron and what kind of product it is now? Well, yeah, we've called the iron the overnighter. So the iron now has a button called overnight and it irons all your faults out as you sleep. Genius. This counts for everything, by the way. Pimples, cellulite, a face that's ugly in any way, zaps it off. And it's still selling for the same price, $12.99. That's a steal. The problem is what comes afterwards. And I'll get to that. I mean, what logically do you think happens when all people's faults have been ironed out? Well, it's very simple. Ugliness comes back into fashion. Ugliness, unevenness, anything that is not beautiful and perfect comes right back into fashion. 